You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Thursday, March 9th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about the interactive game box, affectionately called a theme park in a box. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. Time is running out inside the game box, and you've got to jump or die. You're a contestant in Squid Game, the hit South Korean Netflix series, but in this interactive version, you're playing inside an illuminated cube measuring 12 feet in each direction. You're partnered up with your friends, who must agree on questions about a series of images projected to the left and right of you. Each of you wears a visor with sensors on top of it. The box can tell where you are and how you move. In this challenge called Glass Bridge, your team must decide as seconds tick away the answer to questions like, which side had the most birds? To vote, teammates jump on circles representing the left or right side. Answer correctly and your on-screen avatar jumps safely forward onto a rectangle of glass. Answer wrong, your character falls to a bloodless, relatively non-violent death compared to the TV show, and your team takes a hit, losing some of its player characters. The game moves quickly and bathes you in the pinks and yellows of the TV series. The members of your group must work together through six challenges inspired by the show, including Tug of War and Red Light Green Light, but it's not Squid Game the video game, it's one of about a dozen titles that also includes Angry Birds, on a software platform that's spreading to movie theaters and entertainment centers in the US and overseas. Immersive Game Box is the name of the cube, as well as the British company that makes it. The boxes started rolling out in 2019 in London and have since expanded to play centers, malls, and movie theaters. They are now in about 20 U.S. markets, including Dallas, San Jose, Denver, Salt Lake City, and New York City, with a target of 100 locations in the next two years. Will Dean, who previously co-founded the Tough Mudder Obstacle Course event company, said that for his sophomore startup, he was looking to do something similar involving group play, but in the tech space. I became really interested in this idea of taking the dynamics of a video game, which is the individual versus the environment, and creating something that's all about team bonding, Dean says. I think I'm good at understanding what makes things fun, and we live in an age where unfortunately technology isn't bringing us together in the ways it might have 15 or 20 years ago. Dean says he looked at VR but felt it wasn't collaborative enough. Instead, he began building off inspiration from tech like the original Nintendo Wii to start working on a smart game room that would use projection, motion tracking, and LiDAR. The first prototype, made in 2018, was a version of Pong with two players moving around the room functioning as the paddles. Dean says it was super basic, but it was fun, and I think people enjoyed it. The company then began working to raise capital. As investors got interested, they built a model of putting out easy-to-assemble game rooms that they could build locations around or franchise to others, what Dean began calling a theme park in a box. The company would build its own original games, but also partner with companies like Netflix and Rovio to do licensed versions of existing IP. The first U.S. location at Grandscape, an entertainment complex near Dallas, was set up by a separate team and operated remotely, as the London team was stuck overseas due to pandemic restrictions. It was frankly quite petrifying, Dean says. At first glance, the interactive game box looks like it's made up of giant screens on the inside. They're actually simple white walls onto which a projector in the ceiling casts images. 
Cameras in the corners pick up movement from sensors on the visors worn by each player. Those movements can be interpreted as interactive inputs, such as jumping on a specific spot in the room or touching a spot on the wall as if the games are responding to button presses. The games are set up and run by an employee outside of the cube using an iPad or web interface, but they can also be run and monitored from an off-site location. Two to six players check in on an iPad, sign safety waivers, and enter the cube. Each player wears a different colored visor that corresponds to their on-screen avatar, and the game lasts anywhere from 15 to 60 minutes. An hour of gameplay costs about $30 to $35, depending on the location. The games are for ages 5 and up, with titles like Shaun the Sheep, Champion Sheeps, and Temple of Coins, catering to families. Some cities, such as Chicago, have as many as 11 game rooms in the same location. Future plans include Cube vs. Cube tournaments and lots more games. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, why the floppy disk just won't die. And on Wired Science, we talk about how tiny explosive jetlets might be fueling the solar wind. And on Wired Security, the FBI just admitted it bought U.S. location data, a controversial practice that privacy advocates say is deeply problematic. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com.